I wrote my happy songs. Every child may joy to hear. What's wrong? Nothing, nothing. So our intro today is a song by a weird techno duo duo called Uncle, U-N-K-L-E. But it it steals samples from an incredible movie called THX 1138, George Lucas's first full-length film. Wow. A dystopian future, everyone's bald, all wearing white. Like early 70s or something? Somewhere in okay. there, yeah. It might be early, might be mid-70s, but, but long before he did Star Wars, he put out this film called THX 1138, which if you've not seen it before, don't watch the remastered version where he went back and put all these special effects into it. The early gritty 70s sci-fi aesthetic is so powerful and so defining. I hate the remake of it, but if you want to go back and find it, uh, Robert Duvall is the main character, and it is absolutely brilliant. And I thought about that song on the way over today, because I'll be honest, Sean, by the way, this is The Brian Oak Show, episode 276, recorded here in the Smart Start MN Studios. I was having a tough day, right? I had my my booster earlier this week, my COVID booster and my flu shot on the same day. And I'll be honest, the last two and a half days have sucked out loud. Yeah, I you, it's so much so that I was like, you know, I don't think I'm going to get the COVID booster and the flu shot on the same day, so I just got the booster yesterday. But it's different for everyone, right? Like, I heard other people talking about boosters and things like that. Like, they were like, oh, man, it shut me down, and I did it. I'm like, I don't feel anything. I'm fine. Yeah. So just, <laughs> just be aware, because the last couple of days have been a weird place to be. Um, but... Today has been so inspirational and so interesting and so bizarre. Right as you were walking up, as was our guest today, I was standing on the sidewalk crying out of joy about something I'm not allowed to tell anybody about. It's making me crazy. But this is why it's worth getting up in the morning. This morning when I woke up, I like to leave my windows cracked. I like it when it's cold in my room. And my nose was cold and I was a little chilly. But I found this sweet spot and my covers were up just right. <laughs> and I was, I, was, I was literally snuggled in like a bug in a rug or whatever you want to call it. And then the alarm went off at 4 a.m. And I'm like, fuck. And I wasn't going to get up. I thought, what if I just don't? But of course, that's not how the world works, right? I mean, you have to get up. You have to do your thing. But oh man, I found this sweet little spot. Anyway, it's been a very, very up and down week, a very, very up and down day. And I'm glad to be back here in the Smart Start MN studio. Sean, I've been talking a lot about myself. How are you? Great. Yeah, good. I got my shot. Cool, but cool, I, cool story. I must have a, I must cool have a uh, you know, really strong constitution, and it must be my physical fitness that's keeping me so healthy. I think that's probably what it is. No, that's that's what's driving you forward for sure. We are in the Smart Start MN studio, and we want to thank Smart Start MN because they are Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. They are the people who worked with the government to find a legal and real and easy and affordable way to get you back in your car after you screw things up with a DWI. Look, we don't want to live in judgment. They will definitely not live in judgment. But everyone knows getting a DUI or a DWI is a stupid-ass move. But it happens all the time, whether or not to you, whether or not to someone you love, whatever. And it continues to happen. So how are you going to get back to living a regular life? Get a hold of our friends at Smart Start MN. Yeah, we can actually save you a little bit of extra money if you go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock system. Agreed. You know, uh, recently, um, I don't even know where to start with this. Maybe I should wait till we talk to our guest. Recently, one of the highest bodies of order in the land. I'm a firm believer in democracy. Mm-hmm. And growing up, I heard all about checks and balances, right? Yes. And so... There's the legislative branch, there's the administrative branch, and there's the judicial branch, all right? Here we go, kids. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. (laughs) However, the balances and checkses are checks. Did I say checkses? You did, but I should you probably know, go home and go to bed. That's like anyway, Rapids the, upbringing. Oh, <laughs> the North Suburban Cultural <laughs> Corridor, where our guest is also from. Sometimes they're not always in alignment. Like I believe in term limits. Like no one should be allowed yep. to be in charge for Agreed. thirty years. 
And a lifetime appointment to something as important and influential as the Supreme Court is dirty and wrong and mm-hmm. very antithetical to the nation, notion of liberty. And the, we're going to change, right? We as a people, we as as individuals, we as Americans, our attitudes are going to change. So we have to be able to pivot. We have to be able to move. And things have moved the wrong direction in terms of the Supreme Court, court recently with the overturning of Roe versus Wade, and now it's on the state's backs. And things things are going to get uglier before they get better, but we're working on making them better. And we'll be talking to Buffy Blessy, our guest coming up just ahead, about exactly what that means, what it looks like, and what you can do to get involved and rock out at the same time. Speaking of rocking out, uh, you know, John, uh, Sean, uh, did I call you John? That's what my name means in Irish, actually. John? Yeah. They just got lazy and they called it Sean? Yeah. Hi, Sean. Hello, Sean. How are you, Sean? Ah, for fuck's sake, Sean. Oh, for That's... fuck's sake, Sean. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> that that actually felt good to say. Good. Um, I work at a record store as well mm-hmm. as doing the podcast, the radio, blah, blah, blah. Um, the other day, I bought a record. It was fourteen ninety nine, which is not prohibitively expensive, but also more than you usually roll the dice on, or at least for me. And it was by Brenda Lee, a name I know, and I knew she struck it big when she was young. I think she mm-hmm. did Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree yep. when she was 13 years oh old. My gosh. Uh, but then the only other song I knew by her was I'm Sorry. Yep. And it's sort of a sad, lamentable tune. And I get it. I didn't know who Brenda Lee really was until I bought this record. She was a teen-friendly Wanda Jackson. She was absolutely brilliant. She, like, brah, all you have to do is listen to this song right here. It's called Let's Jump the Broomstick, a little Brenda Lee, an eye-opener on The Brian Oak Show. Well, come a little baby, let's jump the broomstick. Come a let's tie knot. Come a little baby, let's jump the broomstick. Come a let's tie knot. you man turn my head upside down when Love i listen it. to that record i mean you know the song i'm sorry by her oh, right? yeah. like i mean like I'm it's sorry. sad and yeah. lamentable and i'm like oh well that's a drag and i like her christmas song because <laughs> i collect christmas music yeah bought that record her self-titled 1960 album and it changed the course of my monday it was wonderful again another reason why it's important to continually get up in the morning because one never knows what the next day may hold Including today, it's time for another episode of the podcast. It's time to bring our guest on board, Buffy Bleasy. Uh, apparently, Buffy and I 
have spent some time together before. She is also a native of the uh, North Suburban Cultural Corridor. Hi, Buffy. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm, you know, it's uh, the end of the week. I'm it a little, is. I'm a little mashup. I'm yeah. going to be honest. I've had bad news this week. I've had good news this week. I'm not a hundred percent sure where I am, but I know we're going to get through this because this, what you're talking about today is a cause that matters very, very, very much to me. And that is the cause of self-determination of allowing other human beings, provided they don't harm you to be human beings, Right. right? And body autonomy. All of it. Control of your own destiny. Right. I mean, isn't that the essence of American liberty and humanity? You'd think it would be. Wouldn't you? And then... Buffy, Shit happens, right? You grew up in... Well, to say the very least. (laughs) Buffy, before we get into who you are, who you represent, and what we're talking about today, where are you from? (laughs) Originally, I'm from the... Amazing city of Coon Rapids, Minnesota. Okay, well, and so I was born in Portland, but my parents moved there by the time I was three years old. And Just if I lived time. there from three to 18, I feel like I've earned the right to wear the Coon Rapids stripes you, on my shoulder. You absolutely do. All you right. went through all of the schools. Didn't we all? Can I ask, and I'm not trying to age you here because right. I know that's impolite. Did we graduate the same year? We did. Really? We absolutely graduated the same year. A right? class of seven. I, I, I'm assuming 86 is when I graduated. Yep, 86. Okay. It was like almost 700 people. A right? class of 770 people yeah. is what it was. In fact, a massive school, terribly white. And right. That year we uh, went to state on our football team We one. did. Exactly. And, which says, and my best friend uh, married the uh, quarterback. Go on, <laughs> Chad. No, at that time he was all, he wasn't the. Oh, he wasn't. <laughs> it was. It's part of our. It's part of our conversation. We okay. always have about all this right. stuff. But the football players. Okay. No, Carla. Carla Gimo Haben. Now Carla. Um. Um. Oh my gosh! Now I'm having this. <laughs> Dagnan. Not to worry about. Yeah. It. So she made married John Dagnan. Oh. I know John Dagnan. <gasps> yeah. I know John Dagnan too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So my best friend is Carla. Carla wow. and I are like syncopatic. It's weird. I kept a really, a, a pretty decent number of friends from that era, but I also couldn't wait to get out of Coon yeah. Rapids, and I feel like you're probably the same person. I am. I don't actually have that many friends from that time frame. I went to Augsburg, and I, mm-hmm. I kind of never looked back. Carla and I became best friends later after I graduated from, from um, college. So. Right on. And yeah. again, I have since, unfortunately, due to social media, reconnected with a bunch of people that I kind of halfway knew back then. Right. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Just I think they uh, comment on, I, I think they comment on your page regularly. They do, unfortunately. And I, again, I'm not naming names because no. this is not. I've seen some of them on there. Yeah. Well, there we are. I know. Um, Buffy, in this day and age, tell me what you do and why you're here today. Right. Well, I do a lot of things, but I, I own a business and that's what's it, that business it's called? It's called Rock What You Got. Officially, it's it's funny. Today we officially changed the name to Rock What You Got. It used to have some crazy name we didn't market under, but oh, uh, yeah, it's um, I've been in business for thirteen years. Tell me what Rock What You Got is. Yeah, we're a social enterprise mm-hmm. that leverages stage and story to drive gender equity. Okay, and we do that by putting on big events, and we also have a uh, film studio now called Rockstoria Studio, so we're able to do some fun um, video storytelling productions for various organizations. So you it's know fun. philosophically that Sean and I are aligned with what you're talking about mm-hmm. doing. When did that become important to you? At what point did gender equity and treating human beings like treating beings, I, I know it sounds like a silly question when I put it that way, but at some point you believed in this enough that you made an LLC, you made a business <clears throat> To promote and protect and to do everything you could to make this a priority. At what point does this become important to you? Well, you know, helping other people, and maybe that's something everybody says, but wrapping a business around it was always something I wanted to do, but never really knew I could do. And about five years ago, we just made it official. I I couldn't help myself. I was already volunteering practically volunteering for every single thing Mm -hmm. and figuring, hey, you know, what if we really made a change here? And, you know, somebody whose career started with all the guys, I worked in banking and brokerage and finance. Mm. That was the only woman in every single solitary room. And um, I had this moment um, early on in like 2004 when I was the highest ranking 
person in my company in that division and I found out that almost all the guys lower than me made more money than me. And that was that changing moment. I didn't, you know, I was mad for a while, but then I was like, well, maybe I could actually do something about that. And starting out my own business was part of it. I actually make less money now, (laughs) Well, but, but, but I have control but, over that. But yeah. it, it, money is one thing, right? Exactly. But once you make that your God, once you make that your end goal, you find that you never reach the goal line. Like, well, now I should have this much money. Now right. I should be doing this. Now I should have these kind of resources. Doing what you love. And I, I, I sound so cheesy when I say it out loud, but doing what you love and staying true to who you are, there are rewards there that don't show up on the ledger line, right? There Oh, there's so many of them. I mean, I think part of what has really thrilled me is how many people care about this too mm-hmm. and are struggling to articulate it in a way that makes sense for them. I mean, the work we do is not, you know, necessarily the big stuff, right? We're not housing people and we're not, you know, doing the hard work that a lot of these people are. Oh. We're trying to meet people where they are and bring on and do things that are fun and interesting so that they can learn differently. And that is a place that, that feels really comfortable and fun. Um, But also we can talk about the hard stuff and people are good with it. You know, for the most part, we don't get a lot of trolls or anything. And maybe it's the way we do it. (laughs) Or maybe it's just that we're kind of, Hanging out with people who are just want to learn more. About well, and we, but we all get trolls. Let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> well, we do have this They're... moment where we get them. We're like, yes, we have now come. <laughs> <laughs> We've arrived. We That's have right. trolls. <laughs> That's right. I mean, Sean and I, in a very different way, do the same thing. I mean, like Sean and I will occasionally get pretty adamant about the things we believe mm-hmm. in, but. It's not about being on the soapbox. It, it, and what I found, you know, I worked in nonprofits for six years before I got into radio. But then even in being in radio for 30 years, the the organizations do the best. Find the right way to appeal to the right people, right? I mean, of course, people support your message and support what you're fighting for and believe in it. But if you can also add a bit of joy to that, a bit of fun, and create a good event that both raises money for a truly crucial cause, but also gives people a chance to rock out every now and then or whatever the case may be whatever the event might be there there is a sweet spot in there that makes a lot of sense now i don't like to go too long before we hear a song we will we're absolutely going to hear a little music right now um now you have an event coming up a get out the vote concert rise for row which is going to both attract attention to where we are right now but also get people registered to vote. I think a lot of people sleep on the midterm elections, and I think this might be the most dangerous midterm election one could possibly sleep on. Right. There's a lot at stake. There's so much, and I I do believe in Minnesota, there's a lot of people who think we're fine and we can get into that later, and we're not. I mean, this... This election matters just as much as any other election. Nobody's fine. I mean, everything... It's very anxiety-ridden. As as long as one person's liberty is threatened, as long as one... And I don't care, male, female, black, red, yellow, upside down. I I don't care what you look like. I don't care who you are. If there's one American's liberty who is threatened, then we're all in danger because the dominoes can topple so easily. That's why this matters. Where is this event going down? It is going down. It's funnily in the Sears parking lot next to the state capitol. So we're right by the capitol. Oh, we're yeah. We're gonna. It's an outdoor event. Sure. So bring your uh, blanket and yeah. We're you know you <laughs> when gotta is pick. It? When's it the is event? October 29th. You're fine. Yes. Look, it's I know totally it's, fine. I know it snowed this morning. All right. It I know did. that's difficult. <laughs> we're gonna be. We're Minnesotans. Right. If we can handle a little weather, then we can handle weathering the storm against tyranny and ridiculousness and the stupidity of others who would choose what's mind-boggling to me is the people who scream the loudest about freedom were the happiest about what happened against roe oh. versus wade oh for sure yep they it, were it, in the streets it's mind-boggling and, to me yeah. so you've got this big event coming up we'll talk more about the event just ahead and who's going to be there but i know for a fact that this individual is going to be there i've met yeah. her before she's wonderful she's cool yeah. she's actually intimidatingly cool like mm. I've, a couple times i've been around her i'm like <laughs> yeah but I, she would she would go out and take a smoke with you I oh yeah. oh she did but <laughs> i'm not saying we were smoking the same thing oh, no. I'm just, um but i'm but i'm saying like she's one of these people that's so good and so cool you know like 
usually you feel like, I can hang with this person. And other times you're like, I'm not qualified. And I am not qualified to hang out with Chastity Brown. Why'd you pick this one? You know, she has a brand new album out. She's been getting out there. And and the material is really sort of smooth and and, um, comforting. And I I really feel... um, a sense of calm when I'm listening to it, but it still resonates with its, its power and it's there and her vocals. I mean, this woman's got a voice on her that should not be missed. You can just be lulled into, um, a a state of, uh, wonderment, right? I had a dream. I was Show. 
again, I don't mean to put anybody up on a pedestal, but every time I've ever been in the same room as Chastity Brown, maybe four or five times in my life, I'm not worthy. You know, I'm just, I'm not cool enough to be standing around Chastity Brown. No. It's She's, true, Buffy. It, it is it, true. <laughs> I mean, I was with her once and I was very intimidated and I owned the place. And here's the it's thing. like, where can I write your check? Exactly. No, but I mean, like, again, she's not like a jerk or overbearing. No. She mm-hmm. just has this air about her. Mm-hmm. And then when you watch her play, you're like, holy. I mean, it's fun to watch people in an up close and personal environment do these kinds of things because every once in a while you're around people. That I think if you have any air of humility whatsoever, you're like, I'm lucky to be alive and right mm-hmm. here, right now. And I, I really hope that there are people who come to this concert never heard her before and mm. get re get established and, and recognize what a wonderful talent she really is. I, I'm always sort of surprised that there aren't more people who, who know about her. Yeah. And I mean, she is to. popular, but yeah. she... She deserves a much wider audience. And we'll talk Mm -hmm. more about your gig coming up in a moment and more about your organization. But first, I do have to thank our latest sponsor, Moxie Wealth Management. Uh, Moxie does some pretty incredible stuff. Like, so Joe, who has become a friend of our show. Yeah, Joe Burgess. Yeah. Yeah. He and his team, for people who are like, all right, I'm at a certain age. What am I going to do moving forward? I got, you know, probably a few good earning years left in me. I've made a little bit of money. I've made maybe a lot of money. But you can't just sit on it. You have to do stuff, right? Like, you have to be smart about it, and you have to be in touch with people who stay in touch with you and who know what you're on about, and that's where Joe and his team come in. Yeah, Joe's got a great team of people that can help you with all of that. I think a lot of us are in this position where we have some money saved for retirement, but we don't really know a lot about it. And if you really, really asked us, are we prepared for retirement in 15 to 20 years? Oh, my answer is no. The answer is, oh, hells no. <laughs> or or I have no, this is the truth. I know that my wife and I have quite a bit saved, but I do I know what the number is? Absolutely no idea. We're both married to teachers, so yep. they have their teacher's retirement oh, account. Yeah. My wife has a separate retirement account. Uh-huh. No idea. But Joe and his team uh, can help you create a plan for retirement, which might mean rolling some things over. Uh, looking at you know uh, tax benefits, different things like that. Um, he is not a lawyer himself, but he has a lawyer on his team. He's got yep. a tax professional on his team. Uh, reach out to Joe at moxiewealthmanagement.com. Absolutely. Joe and his team know what's up. Here, here's the thing is when it comes to money management, I guess I don't know the thing. That's why you should call Joe because you know what? I have some money sitting there. I don't think I'm going to die alone under a bridge. But nothing's written in stone, is it, Sean? No, it's not. But let's try to avoid that for everyone. Please, moxiewealthmanagement.com and ask to speak to Joe. Joe Burgess, by the way, is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Securian Financial Services Incorporated Securities and Investments Advisory Services offered through Securian Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, North Star Resource Group is independently owned and operated. Moxie is affiliated with North Star Resource Group and is independently owned and operated 2701 University Avenue, Southeast, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55414. Buffy, remind me, your last name rhymes with Breezy, right? That's right. Buffy Bleezy. Bleezy. And you are the CEO and founder of what organization? Rock What You Got. All right. And Rock What You Got believes in, it's a non-profit, yeah? It, in in fact, it's it's kind of a combination. So we have the for-profit. Mm-hmm. We have our non-profit uh, is called Rock What You Got Fund. Mm-hmm. And we just filed us today, actually, the non-profit portion. Wow. Okay. Like I know. 501c3. Yeah, that type of okay. exactly. So it's, it's, so it's all in the works. And we're, uh, you know, so it's understanding the difference between social enterprise, which is kind mm-hmm. of a for-profit company that mm-hmm. that has social bent and gives money to it. And we've, we've formalized a lot more of that now. And we are able to accept donations and cool. all of that stuff so, to be determined in the obvi- next few weeks. Obviously, we're here to talk about a very specific event, but your organization goes on and on and on and hopefully on and on and on. <laughs> That's right. What's Ground Zero? Where do people find Rock What You Got? They can find us, of course, online at rockwhatyougotlive.com. We're also in St. Paul. We have a a film studio called Rock Storia Studios, and that's where we office. All right. And not far from here. And 
and they can find us just about everywhere. We're we're out and about. We're we have another show coming up on, in addition to this at Urban Growler. We're doing a little pay gap show, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so we're around town here and there doing little pop up shows to uh, highlight the disparities and the gaps that exist in uh, for women and transgender and non binary persons, and and having fun at the same time. I have mentored uh, several women over the years. And what's interesting to me is there tends to be fear in even asking to be paid. Um, and I've coached them on how to do that for even from a male perspective, mm-hmm. but it's, it's bewildering to me when they, when they first find out just like you did, that they're not being paid with their male counterparts are, or even subservience are being paid and then just that courage to, to go ask. And I, I look at them like, why? You, you know, we're, we're not trained for it. I no. Mean, we're taught at a very young age not to ask for what we want. We're, you know. And just that, be happy with what you've that's got. That's right. And especially, I mean, we, part of how we got into this was a lot of conversations with other entertainers and especially um, some people who have, you know, some pretty decent names like Mary Mack. I mean, mm-hmm. we hire her a lot. She's a legit national comic. Yeah. She's got a show on Hulu and she told a story on one of our podcasts about how, you know, her her manager goes and tries to get her gigs around the country and they're like and she's a headliner and and she'll say, you know, they'll go, "Well, yeah, we can get you in in 2 months." And she's like, "Why? There's openings in there." Oh, well, we had a female comic 2 months ago. And so that's and this is something that's happened in the last couple of years. This is really truly even for people who have managers who can help them get in. It's it's it, still it, a so thing. So this is wild to me. So like again, I've I've got and both Sean and I have worked in radio mm-hmm. on and off for many many years. I know what you're going to say. One of the things that has always been this sort of accepted truism we don't play back-to-back female right. artists. Very much like what you're talking yeah. But two months seems like a really long time. <laughs> but I mean, like, even like, so, all right, we're doing the playlist, but we don't play back-to-back female yeah. artists, do yeah. we? And I've been admonished for it before when I've, like, moved the playlist around. And I'm like, well, why? What if they're both great? And it's like, you know, research has led us to believe. And so it's not research. No. It is, are, no. are these sort of crusty entrenched old school ideals that maybe one day had some vague basis in reality, but I doubt it more, right. more likely a vague basis in predetermined notions. It, it, and we can get into the stuff. I mean, you're on a podcast, you know, microphones are not made for the female voice, for instance. And really? Some of, yeah. All of this stuff has been designed for men and a Sean, lot of, why did you let this happen? And so some of that, that piece is coming from what are we hearing through our speakers and through the, the microphones, they're getting better, but they're still not designed that way. And, you know, so if your, your pitch is higher or you have a a vibrato that's there, that the microphone's going to pick up that, that in a different way. And people are going to hear it as "Mm, too much. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know what's too much is living on a stupid planet full of inequality. I don't care what your genitalia are. I don't care how you gender yourself. I don't care what your skin looks like. I, from a very young age, although I grew up, as you did, in the whitest spot on planet Earth, <laughs> which is Coon Rapids, Minnesota, it never made sense to me. I'm like, well, I think, I think we're all the same thing. As long as we're cool to each other, yeah. as long as we're decent and open and listening, you don't have to love everybody. That's never been incumbent on anything, mm-hmm. but you got to let other people be human beings regardless of what's going on there, which is why I'm very glad to have you in. You've got an important event coming up here in the not too distant future called Rise for Row. Now, I don't expect you to be the world's foremost advocate or exponent of politics, judicial politics, and why this went down. I know why this went down as much as anybody does. We allowed ourselves to go very, very dark for a few years, and we allowed a so-called leader to stack the Supreme Court, which is a wildly valuable and powerful and influential body. And everyone always sort of believed, well, there's no way they're going to turn Roe upside down. Oh, None of us were really waiting for that to but they, thinking that would ever happen. When, yeah. and not, so not out of nowhere, because it's yeah. always been 
hanging they've been there going like a after it little they at a have time been, mm-hmm. but this time it worked and yeah. so now it falls down to state level so when we talk about your benefits coming up on october 29th what are we hoping to do are we trying to register people to vote are we trying to spread the word what are we doing to protect the legacy of roe and a woman's right to dictate what happens to her own body right so we are going to register for people to vote mm-hmm. we're going to share some information there's a, a number of organizations that are going to be there that are impacted by this i mean the the interesting thing about how this did go down is, is I got a call, you know, we, we do these events and occasionally we get calls for things, a bunch of OBGYN. So this is the place we haven't spent a whole lot of time mm-hmm. talking, but doctors are at tremendous risk right now of making decisions and they're scared for their patients and the kinds of things. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if they're here in Minnesota or they're somewhere else. I mean, there are, there are actual people whose lives are on the line right now because they're, the laws have been so changed by overturning Roe that abortion is actually illegal in a lot of places. And so this event is really about doctors are like, what do we do? We, and we're not event planners. We don't know what we need to be doing, but they're, uh, they're banding together. They're trying to have these conversations. They want people to understand that it's the number of people this impacts is is huge, not just the the person who might be pregnant, but their families and their extended families and all of these professionals that have to give them guidance and provide basic health care for them. The doctors and and the basic care providers, I mean, even when it was still legal in all 50 states, there were fire bombings at abortion clinics. I mean, and so now we enter even a more contentious time where I think the advocates of no choice feel even more emboldened and it is dangerous it's scary to be able to comport your trade which is simply providing health care to a person who needs your care now puts you in harm's way let alone the woman who may have to make an impossible choice i feel like this is another important aspect of this the word choice is sitting right there right, right. like so i know people who they couldn't they couldn't go through with an abortion if they had to even if it meant their life was going to be impossibly difficult they're having the child it's their right to choose right, right? i mean mm-hmm. that's the whole basis of pro choice it's yeah. not pro abortion it means you get to in the spirit of liberty and living your life and self determination you get to make the choice that's right for your life right and you don't have to fucking tell anybody no what the reason is mm. and i think that's where we're kind of are right now which is we we have this big spectrum and this line that we want to cross or not cross and at the end of the day this is really my body yep. and I should be able to decide that, uh, you know, maybe file this under too much information, but you know, I'm menopausal and, and, you know, I, I you know, got my period one day and I was thinking, wow, I, I haven't been on birth co- control forever. What happens if during that moment oh that I'm supposed to not be able to get pregnant, right. that I finally get pregnant and that, and my fifties, <laughs> that is not something my husband and I already cho- chose not to have kids. If I was already presented with that and not able to make some kind of decision, that that scares the shit out of me. And, and it should scare everybody. Mm-hmm. Every, again, I don't think that's too much information. These are the sort of practical realities that I think inform this entire discussion. A woman in her 50s who thought she was menopausal gets her period. Well, you could have a child. I that's mean, right. And, and, again, <laughs> and, and, and so that, but that's, that's very basic. This is human. I think that we still are a little... Victorian in our attitudes about talking about sex, right? And right. and the repercussions, yes. right? I mean, like, okay, guess what? I, I hate to break it to everybody. Mm-hmm. People of all ages, fuck. I promise right. you, if you go to a nursing home, yes. you're going to see one of the... Oh, it's going to be like a frat house. It's well, you be, should do a podcast on that because the syphilis rates in the, yeah, the no, senior exactly. housing oh, yeah. is, is tremendously and, high. I, I, and, and that's the whole bit is like, and so again, I don't begrudge anybody that, but then you also have to let people make a decision what happens in the aftermath (laughs) of all that dirty late night post rec room humping can i say that too much one (laughs) was that (laughs) a little bit a little bit the visual is there okay can i just say one thing and i know this is not at the root of everything i know it's just simply about choice Uh oh but this fucking drives me crazy go ahead that it's never ever mentioned on the other side of it of what the male is supposed to be responsible for either. It's just not fucking mentioned. Meaning, oh, we're going to take away your choice 
And and also, hey, we're going gonna to start making men actually be accountable. I mean, again, it, that's not what it's really about. It's just about right. choice. But there's not even a fucking murmur about right. all the deadbeat dads and all the all the all the partners mm-hmm. who do not step up and and pay a fucking iota for that kid to be raised. And the yeah, fact there's... that women are are being forced now to travel from state to state oh, to go yeah. get an abortion and all of the expense, the time off work, the mm-hmm. everything else they have to possibly go through, it dry it's like there's so much that's not being talked about with this. The other, yesterday I was watching television and there are I will not say what side of the aisle they're on, but I think we all understand both local and national representatives who are doubling down now and saying, no, even in the case of incest or rape, you're forced to carry this baby. To me, that's that's not that's not being I think a lot of them think they're coming from a place of spirituality or a biblical whatever. whatever. I couldn't agree more, Sean. But what I'm saying is it's almost monstrous. Like it, it, it doesn't have anything to do with logic. Or understanding or empathy in any regard. Are you telling me that a young woman or old woman, it doesn't matter, who has been raped and is forced to have a child born of incest, that that's somehow okay or somehow morally superior to letting her terminate that pregnancy? Well, I know I'm a dude. I know I'm a (laughs) middle-aged white dude, but it boggles my mind, Buffy. I can't get my head around it. And I think one of the things people don't recognize is how common it is. I mean, one in four young girls before mm. they're 18 are going to be sexual assu- sexually <sighs> assaulted. Mm-hmm. And just think about that. I, I used to go to my niece's uh, hockey games and there's 12 girls on that bench. Four of them oh. have been assaulted in some way. And some of that is rape yeah. by potentially people they know. And right. if you just consider if you have daughters out there, if you don't, just thinking about not having the opportunity to make those mm-hmm. decisions with them in mind and, and raising your rapist baby is just the, the ultimate and worst. I can't imagine. I, 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 and I, some I, states want to give those guys rights, right? Like they like, can oh, they see can, them. They can go visit yes. the baby after you've yes. raped the woman. That's right. Oh my God. That's right. Like, where are we? Sometimes <laughs> it all needs to burn down. However, prior <laughs> to burning it all down, let's try to make some healthy steps like the Rise for Row, That's a Get right. Out the Vote concert coming up Saturday, October 29th. We got so awry here. This is important, but this is why it, we're it doing it, right? Yes, it doesn't fucking make sense however before we resort to violence let's Let's, try to do the right thing that's right like going out to see a cool rock show that's right getting out and getting yourself registered to vote voting becoming active i mean i have to imagine that now that you you launched your nonprofit portion there are going to be people opportunities for people to either use you as a resource for information or find volunteer opportunities that's right yeah there's there's so many different ways that um we can get some support and we do have you can go to rockwhatyougotlive.com and volunteer for all sorts of things everything we do is pretty fun and you get a chance to sort of meet some cool people and and get out there and hear good music and good comedy and and be a part of the conversation we have little trivia pieces that we do at just about every one of these events to help people kind of see things but yeah it's going to be fun to to see who we can support this particular concert is going to support actual reproductive health organizations so Mm. uh, this is a free i mean this is a free event this all this concert but stuff. There's going to be a hat or a bucket going around. It's a around donation, or so right? here's how right, you do. You, right. you gotta you gotta make a, a donation of any size, right? Like any size, Preferably and we mean larger. that any size. Well, of pre- it's like us with yes. Patreon supporters. If yep. you're in at two dollars a month, we're cool and That's we're right. very yeah. happy to have you with. If you're in at four grand yep. a month, better yep. still. And you know, to protect everybody, we are asking you to go out and get a pass, right? So. You can walk up to the gate that day, but mm-hmm. it would be really helpful for us if you would yes. get your pass in advance because this is a contentious conversation. Mm-hmm. And we, Clearly. We, this is a family-friendly event yep. with food trucks and beer and wine and all the, all the fun stuff, but we need to make it safe for people. And that is so important to our organization. And one of the ways we do that is to just ask you to... Um, to get a pass. Where do they get their pass? They get their passes at rockwhatyougotlive.com. Okay, very good. And this is coming up at the end of the month. Uh, I have a few more questions about the event and your organization, but first, we've been talking too long. Not too long. We've been talking about very important things, but I feel like punctuating our conversation with music is very helpful. And here, you have focused on 
one of my very favorite Minnesota bands from the last 10 years. They, every time they pop up, you know, they get attention nationally, of course, but also locally, they get a lot of attention, and deservedly so. I find them one of the most clever. When I say the word pop, I don't mean pop like a silly pop star. When I say pop, I mean like good rock and roll music. Like you go and your head bobs the whole time and you feel amazing. I freaking love this band. Yeah. And, you know, we asked uh, all of our bands to send us a little tape and and they sent one that was so adorable. We'll we'll post that on our Facebook page. But they care really a lot about this topic and this and, and our rights and, and they're fun and upbeat. And, you know, uh, McAllister, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they, but you know what? They cranked out a good good band and they're they're fun they're exceptional this is going to be a, and it's free you just have it's to free. get a pass in that's advance that's right that's right you but get then, but just they, think but about all you get in one with, day <laughs> don't show up without less than a 20 in your pocket yeah. all right because this matters the future is literally at stake it's the brian oak show here's bad bad hats nothing gets me high
Minnesota music from Bad Bad Hats on The Brian Oak Show. That's what this is called. It's episode, what, 580,000? I think so. 276. All right. Still pretty good, though. Still pretty good. Not too shabby. Before we continue with our guest, let me turn to my friend, cohort, coworker, compatriot, Sean Bernard. Sean, in addition to the extravagant lifestyle you lead... (laughs) As producer and co-owner of The Brian Oak Show, you were also a realtor for Edina Realty at the 50th and France location. As we had, I mean, the snow was falling this morning when I got up this morning and drove to work in flip-flops, by mm-hmm. the way, which I'm rocking right now. It was driving snow. It was 33 degrees. But I'll tell you what, much like, and I'm not trying to minimize or make small light of anything, there were people who looked at me like, what the fuck are you doing wearing flip-flops when it's snowing? Tell you what, you worry about you. I'll worry about me. The end. Uh, literally the end, all right? So that being said, when the when the snow starts to fly and the weather starts to change, what does that mean your job looks like? So in Minnesota, uh, real estate sales go down about 30 to 40% in the winter. The perception is they go completely away. You're and not that, you're not trying to borrow money from me right now, are you? Well, if you don't mind, I'm going <laughs> to lock the door real quick. <laughs> Let's treat this like a bad real estate seminar. There's going to be a lot of high fives and high tens, I hope. Our guest Hi, is that both hands? That's both hands, okay. yeah. Um, I got Oof. to do a really cool thing this week. Uh, I helped uh, my friend Charlie Varley and his wife Tiffany uh, buy and sell a house. So they bought a home uh, kind of northeast Minneapolis, southeast Marcy Homes area, and then they sold their house in south Minneapolis, not far from where we live, but mm-hmm. uh, in Longfellow. Um, and Charlie's in the band, Doug Collins and the receptionist, oh, yeah. but they got to do two donations. So they donated to... Uh, Chris Paraselli, little man, yep. on one side of it, and then on the other side of it, they donated to my friend and our friend Siri Unland, who is Humbird. Yeah. So I just thought I hadn't I hadn't talked to Siri in a while, and she's been touring Europe, but I thought I'll go check her Spotify real quick to see how her music's doing. One of her songs, Pharmacon, has nineteen million plays. Humbird. Yeah. 19 million. 19 million. Well, good plays. for her because she's brilliant. I, only, yeah. I caught her by accident one time yeah. when I was down at the um, Midwest Music Fest in Winona. We had to be there for a radio thing, and I sat there with my mouth hanging open the whole time because she's brilliant. Yeah. So but 19 million. Wow. Yeah. I'm good really, really, really happy for her. She's great. So she's getting a donation as well. I donated that yesterday. Um, right now, a lot of this is about planning for next year, honestly. So I'll be uh, meeting a lot of people, looking at their homes. They'll ask me what they should fix up and blah, blah, blah. If you know of somebody that's looking to buy or sell, even if it's not you, give me a call, 612-859-2594. That number is also textable. And please do, because this is the time of year where Sean is going to start breaking down furniture into sticks of wood just to keep his family warm and keep them alive through the winter. I'm going to do the Carlos Correa where I need to feed my family. <laughs> If he saw just, he's going to leave the twins, and I'm like... Latrell Sprewell, baby. I oh think God. we've all been there so before. Bad. Buffy Bleasy, you are the founder and CEO of Rock What You Got, and as such, you are the driving force behind Rise for Row, a Get Out the Vote concert, which is coming up October 29th at 425 Rice Street in St. Paul, the old school Sears parking lot right there. This is a free event, and people are allowed to come. Now, it is going to be October 29th, mm. Mm-hmm. Are people going to be in costume? Are you encouraging costume? Does it matter? <laughs> well, I mean, you're right there on Halloween. I think they should. We haven't, uh, we, we haven't actually put that out there. There's no right. contest or anything. But if you no. show up, I think uh, you might be... It's uh, Halloween. I it love is. I love Halloween so much, Buffy. <laughs> I, it's my favorite holiday. <laughs> is it? <laughs> but only because, again, I, you know, I'm not like embracing the supernatural. But I... Well, I kind of am. But I'm also... But I'm also... I'm just... I'm a fan... People, when they put on a costume or wear a mask, they get a little bit outside of their own skin, and they have a little more fun. This is an important event, right? It's about Mm -hmm. an impossibly crucial cause, but that's why I love these kinds of events for nonprofits, is because if we divorce the joy from the pain in our lives, then we're in real trouble, right? I mean, everything is a balance. The universe seeks a balance. So we're going out to do... I mean, imagine all you have to do is show up. Throw 20 bucks in the bin, 50 bucks in the bin, $125,000 in the bin, whatever you feel like doing. But then go out and rock out to some truly incredible music. Will you give me a rundown of who all is going to be playing? So we have both music and comedy. So we already heard Chastity Brown and Bad Bad Hats, Mm -hmm. Lady Midnight, who is an an up-and-coming local artist, Mm -hmm. and Maria Isa, who's a rapper in town. 
And she's also running for the state legislature. So I'm that's sorry. kind of an well, interesting uh, thing, right? Hold on, hold on. Back up. <laughs> right. Maria Issa is running for state legislature? Yes. Yeah, she is. This know, is well, why, like, women have to keep running to, I to get these I couldn't agree more. Done. But, I mean, like, so I first saw her more than 10 years ago downtown, like, a Hennepin Avenue block party doing her thing on one of those little fold-out semi-trailer stages. She was brilliant. I couldn't take my eyes off. Do you know, and I know this is sort of an on-air production oh, no. meeting, do you know how I can get in touch with her and get her on this podcast to promote both her I, run and the event? I will personally make that happen for you. I would you. appreciate that very much because yeah. I, I was dazzled by her 10 years ago and if she's running for the state office, I, yeah. got, I got nothing against politically affiliating <laughs> our show with being on the right side of history whatsoever. Um, you, yeah. got, you got into this to make a change. You got into this to make a difference. You got into this to make sure that people who need a voice have a voice. I'm going to be honest. The reason I was so excited to have you on today, I'm not a spiritual guy, right? The one thing I truly believe in in life, and I don't know why, because I don't believe in eternal punishment. I don't believe in eternal damnation. But somehow, in my heart of hearts, I know that the golden rule is important. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? And I I don't really base that on any sort of foundation of religion or anything like that. I just know how I want to be treated. And so it only makes sense to treat others that way. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do with my body. No. I can dress how I want. I can do what I want. I can pierce whatever I feel like and watch me. No, just kidding. I'm too scared to do that. My point being, it's up to me, right? So long as I do no harm to any other, I'm allowed to do what I want to do and be who I want to be. And to me, I tie that also to politics. I tie that to the fundamental, fundamental nature of American liberty. And so I would never deign to tell someone else how to be, what to do, what to believe, how to act, how to appear, none of that. It it drives me crazy when I watch it go down. And people lose their mind over it because I believe their belief in their own convictions is so fragile, is so breakable, Mm -hmm. that when other people are doing things they wouldn't do, it somehow challenges who they are and what they are instead of just minding their own Mm -hmm. goddamn business. And so I really, I'm glad that you're doing this. We're going to register people to vote, right? Yep, we're going to register people to vote. We're going to have conversations about this. Mm -hmm. We're going to have some music and some comedy. And we're going to, presumably, there'll be a a few uh, um, non- campaigning politicians there because <laughs> this is not a campaign event this no is, but we this are, is open we, for everybody but, but we there, are in midterms and there so, will be a handful yeah. of people there of some potential importance that will share why this is important and i mean in addition to just this this one piece with women's right to have an abortion and and the right i mean they're the Supreme Court already kind of said they're coming after contraception. They're yep. coming after uh-huh. marriage. I mean, some, uh-huh. you know, if you if you are in any kind of marginalized group or felt like even if you're not, I mean, contraception impacts every uh-huh. single person. I would say everyone. To say the very least. <laughs> everyone. Uh, it, well, it goes back to Sean's point earlier. Yeah. At some point, we all have to take responsibility for the way our lives unfold. That's uh-huh. right. And we should get to decide what that looks like, and I, yes. and that's what's on the line here. I mean, we're 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 there to to have these conversations and provide a safe and in fun space to do it in a way that doesn't seem threatening. I mean, this isn't a march, you know. You don't have to, you know, gather everybody and walk across the bridge and stuff. You can come in casually. You can bring a lawn chair. You can bring your your blanket. You can get nice and toasty, warm, and you can stay as long as you want um, from eleven to to five and and share in the moment and show the people at the Capitol and everybody else that this is super important and we can do it with civility and have fun at the same time. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're, ta- you're <laughs> so, talking about treating people decently and having a good time, Buffy. I know. What I don't know it's what sort very, of fantasy world you live in, but, but I like the fact I, I'm that you're working on it anyway. It. I'm, What's ground zero? If people want to get their past in advance yep. or if people want to learn more or even if they're like, I'm not so sure about this choice thing. What's yeah. ground zero for you? Where do they go to begin to find out more and learn well, about what you work on? Here's here's some really important things. You can actually type Rise for Row and just about everything will come up. We have a Facebook event. You can find out information there if that's where you are. Instagram. But Rock What You Got Live is where you go. RockWhatYouGotLive.com on our front page. You can get all the information. There's parking. We are encouraging you to take public transportation. All the things. Well, there's and, a lot of it over there, isn't yeah, there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can literally get dumped off right in front of the right. the, the door. It's um, it's that simple. We got plenty of free parking. 
um, out there. And so, you know, come and, and be a part of something fun and show people that it matters. That's what we need. And the doctors will thank you. Mm. And the patients will thank you. Everybody and will thank you. I will. And, and maybe America, when it's realized, maybe not in our lifetime, but at some point, the people who fight for freedom, individual liberty, self-determination, you will come down on the right mm-hmm. side of history and you know it in your hearts that it's true. So do the right thing. Buffy, before we say goodbye, I need to thank Smart Start MN. I got to thank Moxie Wealth Management. Uh-huh. Don't forget about them. Got to thank Sean Bernard. Because Sean, you. I mean, look at that guy right there. You kidding me? Hi, Sean. Yeah. What's not to love? Mm. <laughs> Liking a little Sean Bernard on a Friday he's, afternoon. He's kind of sitting on his uh, on his throne over here. It's, I am, it's very, actually. Uh, I like it, though. You yeah. know, normally I would feel threatened because he's sitting higher than yeah. I am. But I really like to have him over there because then it just allows me to just sit here and go, blah, 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 and cry occasionally. <laughs> uh, and he's I, far enough away to keep you from exactly. uh, too much, right? I yeah, also, <laughs> also want to thank all the people who have joined us on Patreon recently. Uh, those that we've lost, I understand. But Sean and I, oh, we're bubbling up the cauldron yes, this are. December. There's going to be a very special holiday event, and it's going to be non-denominational. I mean, yep, it's fun. possible Santa's going to be there, but I'm not, I'm not saying he's a huge listener of the show. Maybe even a Patreon member. Did you say Shanta or Santa? Yeah, well, be careful what you say out loud, know, my good man. Be careful what you say out loud. <laughs> In any event, we got to wrap it up because I know we all have places to be up to and including Buffy Blisi, who has been a more than gracious guest and is obviously doing genuinely crucial work founder and ceo of rock what you got rock what you got live.com if you want any information on what we've been talking about before we go you did mention that you and i went to high school Mm -hmm. and my memory of those days is very foggy when i got out of high school i may have lived a slightly intense lifestyle which which thank you very much i appreciate that puffy (laughs) uh which may have muddied some of the waters about my memory but you said you sat right behind me in a certain class yeah we had an some type of english class english lit class together all right and we i i only remember this because there's this moment (laughs) when we were you know reading beowulf and the canterbury tales all you know old english stuff and and Brian's sitting in front of me and he turns around and literally, and I think everybody's going to get this. What the fuck? And that was all he said. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) So who knows? Maybe we passed. I mean, it it seems like we were, you were a good student for the most part. No, I was. And I I actually love English literature. (laughs) But every once in a while, no matter what the subject is, you stumble into a room and you're like, yeah, what I mean, the, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, Buffy? I don't know. And I agreed with you wholeheartedly. Buffy, I wish you the best of luck, not only on this upcoming event, which is on the 29th of October, but in all that you endeavor to do moving forward, because I feel like your heart and your head is in the right place. Thank and I, I wish you well. Thank you. Thanks I'm, for I'm your work. I'm so happy to have been here. Thanks, Brian. Very good. And Sean. Yep, thank you. Gosh. All right, now we're going to go. And we will be back again. There'll be more Brian Oak shows. Lucky you. Uh, But before (laughs) we leave, another artist who is performing at your particular event. uh, And it's Lady Midnight, who I've only seen once before, but wow. Yeah. Yeah, and she's an embodiment of all the things. Afro, indigenous. She's, I mean, we... We have been really amazed by this woman and her power and her um, and her music is fabulous. It's incredible. It's fabulous. And I think the title of the song gets down to really the basis mm-hmm. of what we're talking about. There are people who believe in power for the self. And there are people who believe that the only way they can show power is by flexing it over others or wielding their control and bending others to their will. But really, the only power is the individuality, how you choose to express yourself, how you choose to comport your life, how you choose to be the person that is the very best version of you. And I think this song is a great example Mm -hmm. of that. Buffy, thank you very much. Thank you. We see you working hard for it The power of your influence To correct the misgivings of three generations Banker Table. Ever 
every day.